Welcome to the Act 4 Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name is Peyton. We got Connor over here. Hey, how you doing? And we got Joe in the corner. What's up? Today, we are continuing our Season 2 Summer of Star Wars series, where we're going through each Star Wars movie. Today, we are talking about Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, which is arguably and agreed by most to be the best of the originals and the best Star Wars movie of them all. There can be other movies that are argued and debated, and I think we might get into that later this season, but as far as the three of us go, this was all ranked as our number one Star Wars movie. Yeah. And rewatching it, I was like, yep, this is this is exactly why it's number one. Like, it's such a good movie. Everything about it, it just... It's better than the original, the uh, episode four. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it it was really good to be able to go back and revisit it because mm-hmm. it just has so many classic moments inside of it, and so many like classic characters, and just the character moments are so important in this movie, and like really carry into six, and like this mm-hmm. is the one that defines the trilogy for me. Yeah. This movie, the entire time I was watching it, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't think there was one part of the movie where I wasn't enjoying myself. And I think that is where this movie really separates itself from its predecessor. Like, it took everything that was good about the first one, it made it better. Like, there are parts in the original Star Wars and A New Hope that kind of slow down, I think. And the pacing isn't the best. And there's times where there's kind of a lull in it. Just because it was like, George Lucas kind of hadn't figured everything out yet. You know? And he's still learning in Empire. But it's so much better in so many mm-hmm. ways. Like, the pacing is a lot tighter. The mm-hmm. dialogue is a lot better. I think, like, the character interactions are a lot more intentional. And just everything about this movie, I think it takes what was established in the first one and expands upon it. And I think, for me, that's, like, what I want in a sequel. That's a perfect sequel. It takes what we were given, and it gives us a new, interesting story that continues the last one and expands upon it and makes it better, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think that was just done very well in this movie. I would have to agree with that. It also takes each individual character and, like, continues their arc really well, and you see progression in, in a lot of their arc, and it's, it's, it's a very good movie Yeah, overall. Super solid. We get three new locations in this movie, three new main locations in this movie, Yes. Um, get to see new and plant new planets, new environments for our characters to be in. You know, mm-hmm. last time we were seeing our our main characters on like starships and um, on like a desert planet and stuff. And this time now we get like kind of the opposite. We get we get ice and snow, and we get we get like swampland, and then we get like a really like fancy city. You know, mm. so it kind of it really this movie builds upon the Star Wars universe and shows you just so much more it's like it's like you thought kind of this was what star wars was because people they had only had the first one so all they knew of star wars were desert planets and starships and space and like some of that kind of stuff you know they didn't really have like the full scope they're like we don't know what else is in this universe so right off Mm -hmm. the bat they get to see like okay like there is a lot to this universe there are a lot of different kinds of planets that have different kinds of environments and it like does a really cool job of just expanding the universe and building on what the first one started. Mm-hmm. I think it was Lucas taking advantage of the success of that first movie and like at that point he he was allowed so much creative freedom and like had all these great ideas in his head and now he was like finally able to like mm-hmm. go through and just start executing all these ideas that he had that he has. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, this was definitely, I think the first one, he was limited in what he could do. You know, he's limited by time. He was limited by money. After the success of Star Wars, this man's got, he's got the money to do whatever he wants. He's got the budget to go out and get Billy Dee Williams to come into his movie. You know, he's got the budget to build bigger sets, to go to new places, to really be ambitious with it. And it shows, you know, and he didn't let his ambition Uh, get the best of him like I think that's kind of where the prequels fall short is that he has all these great ideas and he's really ambitious but I think he's too ambitious for what he wants to you know he's too ambitious for his own good in the prequels with this movie it's like it's the perfect mix of ambition 
with what's actually feasible to do given their restraints at the time. But I think that's a good intro. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of we kind of set it up, and yeah. I think we just go through the movie, kind of talk about it, talk about our favorite parts, hit the highlights, and uh, let's get started. It starts with yeah. the the opening crawl, you know, like all like one, like, like all, all the like all the Star Warses except for the anthologies, yeah. and then. And then it also space. space. Yeah, it's space, yes, and it pans to a ship. How how all of them start? They yes. start start panning to a ship, and we get to see. Uh, how does it open up on Darth Vader? It opens up on probe droids being launched. That's right. Yes. The, yeah, it's launching the droids. Yep. Yeah. And it lands on our first planet that we get to see, Hoth, the Hoth. ice planet. I just want to say, the shot of like the pro droid coming down and hitting Hoth and you seeing like all of Hoth dude Hoth looks beautiful I don't know where it was filmed but it looks beautiful I'm pretty like, sure I, it was I don't know why Greenland. I don't I don't know why it just it was like wow this this is an absolute beautiful set yeah the yeah. the ice is like really cool it's you know it's it's just huge and expansive kind of like the opposite of what we see in the first one on Tatooine, which is just this huge expansive desert, you know, we mm -hmm. get kind of the same thing, but it's flipped. It's like, okay, so here's the opposite. Just a massive expanse of snowy mountains and hills and ice. Wik Wikipedia says it was filmed on a glacier in Norway. Wow. Norway. Okay. The Gosh, name of the glacier is unpronounceable oh my goodness that's a very <laughs> long I'm word going. <laughs> i'm going to unpronounceable uh unpronounceable unpronounceable glacier, glacier in norway. middle of norway that's, that's where this next, was filmed that's, that's my next spring break yeah where is dagobah was that a set or did they go to an actual location i'm pretty sure it was a set louisiana <laughs> it looks looks a little <laughs> bit like it <laughs> I just don't. I don't think there's any way Dagobah was like an actual location for the most part. I, I think it was think inspired it was. by real locations, but it's got to be a set. Like yeah. there was so much going on, it would be hard to do it like in an actual swamp. I don't think there's any way to do it. But like also, it was a pretty big area, you know. So it would be tough to set up a set for that. So that's an interesting thing I didn't think about. But yeah. we start. We get to see Luke Skywalker right at the beginning, mm -hmm. and he's out and he goes to inspect what he thinks is a a meteor hitting and or a meteorite i guess he rather. doesn't even expect it like inspect it like he doesn't even go towards it he just says i'm gonna go towards this meteor and then immediately gets attacked yes yeah <laughs> so he gets attacked by the abominable snowman from monsters inc yes and <laughs> snow cones <laughs> uh. Uh, that's i can't help but think that every time i either see this movie or monsters inc uh, they're the same monster to me I think it's yeah. it's it's the same thing. But Hoth is, Hoth is really <laughs> just the Himalayas. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. But he gets uh what is that thing actually called? It's a wampa. Wampa. Gotcha. That's right. So he gets he gets yeah. taken to the little cave, hung upside down, doesn't have his lightsaber, probably going to get eaten. And we see uh him pull the lightsaber out of the snow. Super iconic scene. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it, is this the first time we're really seeing Luke use the force? Uh, so like see, in this way, yeah, we, in this way. And it's really like the first time we see somebody other than Darth Vader use the force this way. Mm -hmm. Like Obi-Wan just kind of disappeared into the force. Didn't really do anything else with the force. Um, and Darth Vader used the choke like once in, mm -hmm. in the movie. Uh, a couple times in this The one. Force was very ambiguous in A New Hope. It wasn't really yes. explained until this one. So this is really yeah. the first time we kind of actually get to kind of see what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, that's like one of the first times we see an actual Jedi use the Force and like mm -hmm. get it. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is while this is going on, Han and Leia are arguing um, yes, and, and, she, and she walks out the door, and, and Han follows her and goes, "Your Highnessnessness," and it's so funny. <laughs> like I, I watched it; it was uh, it was on subtitles because I like having them on on uh, Disney. Yeah, Plus. I had subtitles on too. And it just says it it said "Your Highnessnessness," and I just started laughing. Like it was, uh there's some there's some great great 
lines in here. That's where I think this movie does what what it does. One of the best things that it does is really flesh out the relationship between Han and Leia, and just like mm-hmm. give us so many amazing moments between these two characters and show us how different they are, and like just their bickering back and forth. They they're constantly in banter, but like. It's also like kind of flirtatious banter as it's going along and like it's just super great character building through dialogue. And this is what like I think is kind of a gold standard for movies in terms of character building through just dialogue. Like it's not it's giving us exposition and it's world building and it's telling us about these characters without just doing it like in our face. Like this isn't the opening crawl just telling us stuff, you know, it's like it's just passively giving us all this information and it does it really well. Plus it's really fun. It's super funny. I laughed so many times, you know, like the best line it's going to come up later, but like when the millennium Falcon isn't working, Leia just goes, would it help if I got out and pushed like that line is my favorite line in any of these original movies. I think that's the funniest line. Maybe not my favorite, but it's for sure. I think the funniest line, it was just, it cracks me up. Like they, their banter back and forth is great. Yeah. It's like, it's out of like all the character interactions that start to develop and like how like the like trio of characters of, I mean, Luke's kind of on his own for a good part of this movie because he's most of it. Yoda like doing his own thing, but it, using that as its own plot line allows Han and Leia to develop really, really well. And then it Mm -hmm. shows that dialogue is a really effective tool to build relationships like that. And then because of how well it works here, it makes it so much more disappointing when you have Anakin and Padme who have the cringiest (laughs) conversations of all time in the prequels. Hey, like that's one of the things I wrote in my notes was, this movie is everything that the prequels are not. Like like Harrison and, Car- and Carrie Fisher, they just like have it. They have the chemistry. They have the connection together to where they just so effortlessly go back and forth with each other. And like Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen didn't have it. They just well, didn't have it. And the and thing is also, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but like also I don't think it's necessarily the actors because Natalie Portman is a great actress. And Hayden Christensen shows us in the third one, at least, that that he can do decent acting. The problem, I think, a lot with the prequels was the dialogue and the writing. And I think that what I see, what, what stands out to me the most about Empire is that the writing is really solid. The actors are great, and they, they act out their lines really awesome. But I think the big difference in the fact that we really see the chemistry is that the writing mm-hmm. itself stands out like so far above what the prequels give us. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think it doesn't just come down to the actors because you know, Natalie Portman, she's a great actress in other movies. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the actors in the prequels did the best with what they, what they got, you know, like, I mean, Ian I McGregor, agree with that. He's and a great I th- actor, you know, I agree with that. And I think at times Portman and Christensen certainly do like have really good shining moments. I'm just saying their interactions together, mm-hmm. like as like a couple and like in a relationship, like that was always like a miss throughout pretty much all the movies. Yeah. I think you can really see in empire that like that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are actually friends off screen. Yeah. I think that sure. shows for sure is that you're like, these guys look like they're like they're comfortable with each other, you know? And so I think that that makes it really good. Cause that was behind the scenes, like Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford were all friends behind scenes. You know, they all hung out together and did stuff together and, you know, got lunch together through the day and stuff, you know? So I think that that shows a lot through their acting that they're actually really close with each other, you know? Yeah. That's, that's like what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. So, one thing I want to point out real quick. Yeah. You were talking about, like, just um, Han and Leia, but, like, honestly, all of them, you, mm-hmm. you like, through dialogue, not even with each other, but to, like, other people, you can, like, tell, like, that they're starting to, like, become friends. Like, even Han and Luke, like, just what they have, and that's pretty cool. And it develops 
Yeah, that's really good. I think we need to start getting through the story because um, yeah. we don't have a ton of time. We're trying to keep these ones, you know, reasonable in length. So I think what do you guys want to hit next? Do you want to wh- where do you want to go? Because I don't think we can talk about everything. Um, do you want to talk about? I mean, you want to do you want to go to the Battle of talk- Hoth or do you want to hit some before that? I think the one thing I want to hit before that was a joke about okay. Ben shows up and goes, you need to go to Dagobah and meet Yoda who trained me. And I was just like, bro, you had Qui-Gon. What are you talking about? Chief? Like Qui-Gon <laughs> trained you. Don't even diss Qui-Gon like that. He's the best. Well, um, well, I mean, okay, that that's at the fault of the prequels. That's, yeah. that's not at the fault, but also I think, I, oh, okay. No, I got you. Yoda was the one that teaches. He taught the younglings, so he did teach Obi Wan because he taught the kids. So like, because whenever he talks about how Luke is too old, it's because he's not a youngling. That's true. Yoda was in charge of the younglings, so yeah. he did. He did teach Obi Wan. He just wasn't Obi Wan's master, master when Obi Wan was a knight. You know, yeah. Or, like Obi Wan wasn't his Padawan. Basically. Yeah, yeah but... and I also think Obi Wan has to send him to go see Yoda because like Yoda's still alive, and yeah. Qui Gon's not. So like, <laughs> well, spoiler I mean, alert. That's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, Yoda's the option because he's the only dude that's alive. So yes, it what was, else, it was kind where of else was Obi Wan gonna like, send him? <laughs> Tatooine. That's where Qui Gon is, Chief. Back to Tatooine they go. Um but no, like I, for sure, <laughs> for sure. They had to send him to Yoda. I mean, it, it just really makes sense. Why not send him to, uh, old, uh, what, what was, what's his name from Jedi Fallen Order? Kestis. Why not send him to him? Cal? He, yeah. Cal. Well, his last name was Kestis. Wasn't is, is Cal, Cal Kestis? Alive? Yeah. He was alive at this time. For sure. Are we sure about that? Yeah, one hundred percent. He's just older. He's he's gonna be younger because Obi Wan's alive, and he was a youngling at the time when Anakin started going killing the younglings. Remember? He was not a youngling. He was a knight, or he was he a had Padawan. Just become, yeah, he was a Padawan. He was the Padawan to not, yeah yeah. Padawan, so so he would be al- he would be alive. We don't know that. Like he could have died. I mean, he could have died, but he's probably alive. Okay, that that doesn't All right, really matter. Enough of that. That doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> the Battle of Hoth. The Battle uh, of Hoth. The the big the big I think probably one of the most iconic battles like in Star Wars. You know, there's sure. this the battle for Endor. You got a couple in the prequels. I don't I don't know if I'd call them as iconic. Like if we're talking big battles, I know you like the one in Attack of the Clones. Of course, Connor. Davey, come on. Um, a couple big ones in like the sequels, but but even then, like this is. This, this is like is, when people think of like, Star Wars, they're thinking the AT-ATs. Well, when people up. think of Star Wars, they always go to Empire. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a good, um, just a really well done battle sequence. Like where you've got the, you see both sides, you know, the command centers for, for kind of both, both sides, the Empire and the Rebels. And, and you see like the action out on the, out on the, is it what I call it? The field, like out in the war zone where they're all kind of flying around. The ice and yeah, out on the ice. It sounds like they're ice skating. No, but they're yeah. out on the ice and they, they. Uh, this is the, really the, just a big hockey game. It really, yeah, that's all, that's it. A big hockey game where where anything goes. Oh yeah, but the super iconic scene of them taking down the ATATs with the 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 ropes. The harpoons. The harpoons. Yes, that was the Come word I was now. looking for. They attach the harpoons. Mm-hmm. Go around. One thing that I love is my man Dak killing it. He just he <laughs> when Luke gets in the ship, he's like, "How you feeling, Dak?" And Dak's like, "I'm it. This is it. I can take the entire Empire down by myself." And then immediately <laughs> like gets shot once, and he's like, "I'm dead." There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak's such just great character. Love to see it. Who we'll only see for just a minute though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pour one out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, oh, and well, okay, I guess we got to go back just a little bit before the Battle of Hoth is where we get the the infamous kiss. So I think we got to at least address that that happened when 
after Luke is pulled out of the, the fish tank where he's in a diaper, after that whole thing happens, which, first of all, I think the diaper is pretty hilarious, but yeah. he's, he's laying down, he's hurt, and his sister comes and kisses him on the lips. They just, they don't know their brother and sister. We don't even know if George knew that they were brother and sister, really, but... They kiss, and whenever you okay. know that they're brother and sister, it's incredibly awkward. I want to say one thing. You make it sound like she just walked in there and kissed him. Like, <laughs> Leia and Han were having a fight, and, and and Leia, to prove that she was not in love with Han, goes and kisses Luke. Like, Which is kind of not even cool. Like, now you're leading Luke on, when we all exactly. know that you like Han. Like, that wasn't exactly. very cool of you. That was not yeah. cash money of you. She's just playing games with these boys. It's not even nice. I know. But I love how Luke reacts to this. He's just like, oh, yeah. He, like, puts his hands behind his head, and he's like, mm-hmm, that just happened. <laughs> I, I just felt like we had to go back and address that. But yeah. anyways, Battle of Hoth, super cool, super iconic. Only um, one of the AT-ATs actually gets taken down with the harpoon. Like, that's, like, the most iconic shot, but only one yes. of them get taken down. Yeah. Two of them get destroyed in total, so, like... yeah. Well, and Luke Luke climbs the one, breaks out the lightsaber, like slices at it. The lightsabers look really good in this one. Like they yeah, look so they much look better. A lot better. There, there is still the jitter, you know, because they had to kind of hand animate it. But they figured it out this time. Like throughout mm-hmm. the movie, these lightsabers look so worlds better from the original, mm-hmm. and which is good because there's a lot more lightsaber in this movie. Yes, there is. I'm happy about but, that. But yeah, that keeps going. That goes on. And they win the battle, and then what? Luke, Luke dips. They do out. not win the battle, Chief. Well, okay, they don't win the battle, but they they all escape. They which all is, escape. That was and their I wanna, goal. They weren't trying I to win talk the battle. About one thing first. They were trying it's to. It's a escape. deleted scene. Yeah. It's a deleted scene. Um, so, it's when the Imperials are in in the base. You know, the Imperials have invaded the base. The Imperials mm-hmm. invaded the base, uh, and, and Han and Leia and C three PO are all running to get out to the Falcon. And C-3PO walks up to this door, and it has a sign that says, like, no humans. And he just tears the paper off and runs away. And this is a deleted scene. And he runs away. And then later, you get the scene where the uh, the snowtroopers are walking up, and they're like, all right, let's check this door. And so they open the door. The Wampa grabs one of them, pulls them in, and then all the rest of them just close the door and walk away. And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. If you go to extras and you look up and you go to the extras and you go to Wampa Attack, it's right there. All right, I'm gonna have to do that later. That's good. So, so they escape. They they don't win, but their whole goal that time they weren't trying to win. They were just trying to hold off the Empire till they could all evacuate. So yeah, they semi accomplished their goal. They um, also semi a lot of them died. But yes, it's a lot of them do die. But so this is where kind of the stories diverge. You've got. Han, Leia, and C-3PO, they go off on the Falcon, and you've got... And Chewie. And Chewie. How can I forget about Chewie? And then you've got Luke and R2. They head off in an X-Wing for Dagobah. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of where you get that, like, as as the Falcon's trying to escape the Empire, they go through the asteroid field, and then, like, it, it breaks down, and you've got kind of all of that just really great... Um, just interaction between Han and Leia. That's where you get my favorite line that would it help if I got out and pushed, you know, just some of those really great They were trying to escape. Mm-hmm. When they were trying to escape, it wasn't starting up. Yeah. And that's when they say it. Mm-hmm. There's another, then, the, there's yeah. another one that I really like. It's a uh, Han yelling at C3PO. He, or I think it may be a yellow Leia yelling at C3PO and she goes, Oh, switch off. And I just love that. Like, <laughs> Just a little little joke in there. C-3PO um, just frustrates Han and Leia so much in this movie. <laughs> Whenever C-3PO he comes and interrupts me. their kiss, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it, it really is really great. Like, you can just tell that Han just wants, it just wants to shoot him. He just wants to shoot him. He just wants to be done. And 3 is probably... just, he's just, just cra- crashing his style, man. He's just, just in the way. Uh, we get we get Yoda. Uh, we kind of get our, our first introduction to Yoda as well. Yes, we do. When they get to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I at like this to point, think, we don't know he's Yoda. I like to think that Yoda was just messing around and pretending to be crazy and not really crazy oh, just to mess with Luke. That's 
the that's that's what he was doing. Like yeah. that that was George Lucas's intention. Oh, was God, that he was good. he was acting a fool to learn about why he was there and to like yeah. try to understand more about him cuz Luke started acting differently when he found out he was Yoda, you know? Mm-hmm. So you learn a lot more about someone when they don't know who you are. It's it's like an undercover boss situation. Oh, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Little that's or, that's one way to Kylo put it. Ah, uh, that's who. Now, now you got me thinking about that video. Uh, I am in fact the president of the company. The company. No, I was but thinking of. I was thinking. I know. Of the, yeah, you were thinking of yeah. the Star Killer base. Yeah. Yep. I love that one. Yeah, I'm Matt, the radar technician. Um. <laughs> uh, it's one of the best SNL sketches uh, it really of, is. of modern time. It, it's really good. Okay. Um, I guess since we're on Dagobah, let's talk about Yoda and Luke and kind of all the Dagobah stuff. And then we can jump to like some of the Vader stuff and the other things that are happening at the same time. Okay. So when we're on Dagobah, this is where Luke finds out that this, this crazy old man, little creature thing is actually a Jedi master and he starts to be taught how to be a Jedi. And this is where like the first time we really get a good explanation of the force, we get to see just how powerful it is. We get to see like the real Jedi stuff kind of for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you have the banter, or not really banter, but like the dialogue between Yoda and Ben about to train Luke mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Yeah, they argue. Uh, Yoda's just really not trying to trying to make another mistake with uh with Luke like he did with Anakin. I know that's like kind of going into a prequel and not really what the directions was, but like if you look at it lore wise, well, I mean, they do say that kind of stuff in it. They they allude to that a lot. That's true. Because cause he says that he doesn't, like, want another Vader, and he says, like, to Luke, he's like, you have a lot of anger in you, like your father, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and stuff kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he really is just trying to fi- find an excuse. I had one more thing. Uh, oh, so, Yoda says that he's been training younglings for 800 years. Mm-hmm. Or training Jedi, I think is what the mm-hmm. word he uses, for yes. 800 years. The man dies at like 900. I'm pretty sure it's 900. Does somebody want to fact check me on that? I'm pretty sure it's 500. Somewhere around there. Something sure. around there. Sure. That means at 100 years old, he he became, I believe, at least a Jedi Master. Because you have well, to be a Jedi Master. One of the yeah, one of the highest ranking Jedi Masters to train yeah younglings. to train younglings. And he was probably a Jedi for a while before that. You know that's true. Just like just doing Jedi things. That's true. But I've seen Mandalorian. Baby Yoda or the child, as they refer to it. Mm-hmm. He's what fifty, and mm-hmm. he looks he looks that small. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a little itty bitty Yoda going around with a little itty bitty lightsaber just slicing up fools. Well, I mean, isn't it like every 50 years would be like a year in kind of like human time or something like that? That's kind of like how it shakes down. So, yeah, that does leave a weird timeline. Maybe it's an exponential growth because I doubt he was like two years old when he started training Jedi. Exactly. So... Maybe it's an it's an exponential growth. Like we'll go with that. Like that's maybe the Mandalorian will give us more information, but Baby Yoda probably starts aging pretty fast. I, maybe I'll, in a I'll year go they that. go from like one to ten or something. You know. Maybe maybe. I don't know. That's I'm that's thinking saying. a little bit too much into but it. But also, all we know is he's hecka old. But also, like, it takes like forty years for somebody to become a master. Mm-hmm. So like he would have to kind of start doing that there. Like around fifty, because then you would have forty years that puts him at ninety, and then another ten years on top of that, maybe to go to the highest rank. Like either he moved know. up the ladder fast, or something's wrong. 
But oh, I well. also might. Be Let's not think about that too much. much. That's Let's not that's that's, that's Mandalorian. <laughs> we can talk about that when we talk if we if we talk Mandalorian sometime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Yoda's monologue about the Force is really great, like explaining what the Force is. It's kind of, there was a little bit about explaining the Force in the first one by Obi-Wan, but like this is the first time we like actually really learn about the Force, and it's not just vague terms like light side and dark side. Like it really explains what the light side is, what the dark side is, you know, how like fear and anger are like the dark side, and, you know, and kind of all of that. You also get like the cool Force vision. It's supposed with to be Luke. passion. Is what the what the dark side is, yeah. Like anger and passion, yeah. The bad stuff that, yeah. that you don't want apparently. And then Emotion. we get we get force visions are established as as being a thing here. Yeah, yeah. We get uh get Luke having the old force vision with the Vader. one in the one in the cave, and then he had another mm-hmm. force vision about Han and Leia dying. Yes. Yeah. And so then he leaves to go find them. Yes. Um, he spends uh, one, his time on the planet training and then thinks yeah. they're in danger, so he cuts it, his time short. One thing I want to talk about real quick is like the lore of the cave, uh, mm-hmm. the dark side, the dark side cave or the evil cave. It's not really like established what it is. Uh, is like one of the reasons Yoda went to Dagobah to exile himself on Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one that dark. It's like the dark side force kind of like shielded Yoda. Uh, from being able to be sensed by the Emperor or Darth Vader, but also the like the cave and like the visions that it bring was also something that Yoda wanted to do. Uh, he did it in the Clone Wars, and he would probably have done it again a couple more times going into it. So I thought that was fun facts cool. with Connor. Lore, lore wise, there, <laughs> yes, sir. A little bit of lore with Connor. Yeah, a little bit of lore with Connor. <laughs> But at the same time that all this stuff on Dega was happening, we get just a bunch of Han and Leia flying through space and asteroid fields and avoiding the Empire. Mm -hmm. And they ultimately decide that they need to go get their their hyperdrive replaced. And so they go to Cloud City. A couple couple things I want to bring up here. Um, You know, uh, I love the scene where the Falcon dives down. And it gives you the, the the angle from down, and you see all three of the star destroyers, like collapse, like hitting each other. I love that scene. It's a it's mm-hmm. a really just cool scene in my opinion. And then they navigate the asteroid field, and he's like, "Never tell me the odds," yada yada yada, which is like a super iconic line from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they end up going in the cave, you know, finding out that it's a giant something worm. I don't remember what it is. The Alaskan bullworm. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, and so they get out. And then my favorite part is when they go to attack and they just go right over top and then latch onto the back of it. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, and when I was watching that, I thought of Top Gun, like him buzzing the tower. So, yeah. Um, and then we get introduced. This is in the original timeline when the movies came out this is when he originally got introduced to boba fett mm-hmm. yeah and boba fett's cool you got all the bounty hunters going after him yeah no disintegration <laughs> is established as a rule yes once them is, alive which is a uh, another point into the boba fett killed uncle ben and Aunt, not Uncle Ben, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt, whatever her name is. Baru. Uh, yeah. Ah, Baru. yes. So Luke is, Luke is Spider-Man now. <laughs> yeah. Luke is Spider-Man. <laughs> I was thinking of Spider-Man. Come on. Uh, hey, that's a good movie. That's a good movie, too. But it... I mean, if you want to talk about Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man does directly reference this movie in, in Captain America Civil War. That is true. I was that I was gonna true. bring that up earlier. I was trying to find a little way to to fit it in, and now you set it up for me. So look at that alley oop. He's he's fighting ginormous Ant Man, and he's like, "You ever seen this really old movie, Empire Strikes Back?" And then everybody's like, "How old is this kid?" Because he's like a teenager, <laughs> and it's like his first fight against all the Avengers mm-hmm. and everything. And then he uses his webbing to tie mm-hmm. up Ant Man's legs and slam him into an airplane. <laughs> I just want to say that 
Steve Rogers would have been like, yeah, I saw that last week for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. So yeah, good. Phenomenal. It's great. <laughs> Graphics great. were out great. of this world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, he had he had Star Wars on his checklist in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So that was he like did. one of That's those things that he was like, I need to get on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Star uh, Wars is referenced in a lot of movies and stuff, too. So, yeah, it's not a surprise that it'd be included in, you know, Marvel as well, mm-hmm. considering their shared properties and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then uh, we get to Bespin yeah. and Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Cloud City. Where this is and where this is this is where we're approaching Act Three. We're about to, about to get into the kind of the the final climax of the movie. Yeah, you know they're both coming back to uh, Cloud City, Luke to save Han and Leia, and Han and Leia to get a new hyperdrive, and don't know that they're about to get attacked. Uh, and then we get to introduce to Lando. Mm-hmm. Love Lando, and like Lando. Just comes out with a prank. Like, hasn't seen Han in forever, and he's like, you really gonna show up here after the stunt you pulled? Come on now. Like, get <laughs> out of here. I'm gonna fight you. And then just hugs him, and, and it's great. And it's great. Yeah, um, it's fun. I, like, I was watching it, and then, of course, thinking back to Solo and stuff like that, it's like the stunt that he pulled was calling him out on his cheating and stealing his ship effectively, so that's fun. <laughs> I don't think that was, like, the last time Lando and Han have seen each other. I mean, you don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know, but like, I there feel are like a there, lot I of feel like in Solo I feel like that there directly been... reference this movie. That's yeah. True. They that they like for not foreshadow, but kind of set up them coming up later, like the losing your ship, and like when they talk about how the ship kind of has its own language and how it talks differently than normal ships or something. Mm. You know, when C-3PO says that, like, that's all set up in Solo. So yeah. Solo definitely uses Empire for a lot of inspiration as to what it decides to talk about. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then Lando just shoots his shot with Leia. Like, he sees, like, <laughs> Han, and, Han and Leia, like, holding hands, like, together always. He's just like, I'm going to shoot my shot. And, and it doesn't work, but it was almost there. <laughs> it was almost there. It's like the one like Steph Curry thing where it's like the hey text message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, they uh Yeah, so they they go there and they they don't know it's a trap. Um, it's a but later they do find out that it is a that trap is when when they find C3PO uh completely destroyed. They don't think um, it's a trap. They just like they're like what they're, the well they're confused. They they become um, suspicious, a little bit. They they don't know why that happened, and then then they're, the reveal is that Darth Vader is there, and and they see yeah. him, and that they're they're taken captive, and taken prisoner by them, mm-hmm. um, and so, they set up the trap to catch Luke, and they're setting up the, the human freezer. And they got to try it out on somebody to make it's sure actually, it doesn't It's actually kill a carbon freezer. Yeah, I, I, it was. Yes, I, I. Okay, keep going. Whatever. My bad. <laughs> I apologize. It's, it's a big freezer that you put a human in. <laughs> I'm okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> they converted it to that, but like, yeah, it's not yes. supposed to be that. But so, but they got to test it out. They got to make sure it works. So, you get uh, another really iconic scene of Han being lowered down. And, and getting uh, getting frozen. And yes. I think that, like, like so first of all, like, his line there was totally improvised. 100%. Like, oh, yeah. I'm it assuming y'all be, know that, right? It was supposed to be, I love you, too. Yep. But George, uh, knowing that he's not the best dialogue writer, uh, he was like, yeah, this, this doesn't fit your character. I just want you to reply to her, I love you, in the way that, you know, Han Solo would. Just go be Han Solo and say something. And he said... I know. And he's like, yep, that's the take we're going with. That was it. That's yeah, good. It, it, honestly, and it is. Like, it's perfect. So it's good. so iconic. Like, it's iconic and everything like now. And people, like, walk around Disney wearing, like, I love you, I, I know, love you, t-shirts I know. and crap mm-hmm. like that. And it was funny. I'm watching this last night. And um, 
my mom and dad are home and stuff like that. And my mom just goes, that's so stupid. Like, that's not romantic. And I was just like, <laughs> and it's like one of the most iconic lines of this mo- that any of, in any of these movies. My mom's just like, that's a stupid line. And I was just like, all right. My, Wait a minute now. <laughs> my mom was around when I was watching it because I'm back at my parents and all. And so when that happened, you've seen Lost, right, Connor? I'm watching Lost currently. Yeah, you're watching. Have you seen, have you watched any of Lost, Joe? I watched, like, the first season, like, a long, long time okay. ago. Well, you guys know Sawyer? Yes. You know the character Sawyer? So, when that happens, my mom goes, Han is just like Sawyer. And I thought about it. I was like, Sawyer was 100% inspired by Han Solo. Just the mm-hmm. way he says things are, like, like, that is such a Sawyer thing to say. It's such a Han Solo thing to say that, like, when I was thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, he's for sure inspired oh, yeah. by Han Solo. Because, knew, like, that just, as like. As soon as you said Lost, yeah. I was like, ah, he's going with Sawyer. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just such a great line. My favorite, my favorite part of that scene of him getting lowered down is his little like head dramatic like, and like he just like raises <laughs> his head up. It's so funny. It, it, it makes no like he's like he's bracing for it, but it's yeah, just... he's he's bracing for the cold because he knows yeah. it's gonna suck. But they yeah, so you got all that happening, and then and then you get some uh, more action when they start to try to like escape and all when when lando decides to come to their rescue which um i really like this so vader altered the deal so much that he knew lando was going to change his deal that's why he went and deactivated the hyperdrive and i think that's really cool mm -hmm. because they went to go deactivate the like they deactivate the hyperdrive yeah and then like he was like did you deactivate the hyperdrive Vader is just such a good character in this movie. We haven't really talked a lot about him, but he kind of has his own little storyline going on throughout where he he just keeps killing people. And I I can't help but think that, like, if if Vader keeps on killing his admirals, like, no wonder they're not getting anything done. Like, the the new person that's the admiral, like, has only been the admiral for a day. You know, last week he was probably scrubbing toilets because he's killed every other admiral, you know? Like he he's just killing people left and right when they mess up, which is like just such which a power I mean, move. It really is, <laughs> and he can do it. He can do it over over uh, Zoom too. We saw that. Yes, yes, he did it. He did it over over Zoom. <laughs> is that just... over over Force time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the uh, the 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 best the best part about Vader in this movie is that like we get a lot of Vader. Like we do get it's a, a lot of Vader. The, in the first one, I was kind of talking about it earlier, not on the podcast, but like before we started recording, like Vader is only in a new hope for eight minutes and six seconds. Like he doesn't get a lot of screen time. Like this movie, he, he starts to be kind of fleshed out as a character and you get to kind of learn more about him. You see like his helm, like at the back of his head with his helmet off and you kind oh, of yeah. get the idea of why he wears the suit. You're like, Oh, he's like disfigured. Like, this suit helps him stay alive, and you start to, like, kind of figure that out a little bit. And so, like, he he has some pretty good character development in this movie, even though it's not, like, explicitly developing him the whole time. But then he gets really developed at the end, because we start to, like, really start piecing stuff together when Luke shows up, and they start fighting. We get, like, the greatest three-part lightsaber sequence. There's mm-hmm. three. There's three parts of the, like where they take a break and then they come back. Uh dude, you have the one in the chamber where they're fighting, and uh, you know, he's just trying to push him back into this trap, to where he can freeze him, mm-hmm. and and Luke straight up just goes right into the trap, but because of his training, on on Dagobah, he's, he's able learned to, how to like, jump really high. He's learned how to like, <laughs> he hit that force jump, you know, and just jumps right up, and and then Vader, impressive. Most, Most impressive. impressive, which is kind of a stupid line, but <laughs> which okay, Vader's lines. Some of the Vader's lines in this movie are fire. Like, mm-hmm. um, what is thy bidding, my master? You know, you got, of course, coming up. I'm not gonna say it yet, but the one coming up, fire. Everyone uh, knows what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know what's it. coming up, go watch this movie. Why are you stop still right listening? now and, and go watch this movie? Um, there's the other one. We'd be we would love for you to join us when when Han and Leia they see him 
and they're at the yes, table. Yes, that's so funny. Such a good uh, line. <laughs> He's just in the banquet hall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we can we talk for a second about like the voice of Vader? Like James Earl, like like that is James Earl Jones has just the perfect voice, the perfect voice for Darth Vader. Like I mean, yeah. I have think it's heard, so solid. Have you heard the takes? Yes. I know the, exactly what you're talking about. The, the, the guy Vader, who's in the suit. Yeah, the guy who's in the suit. Because he says the lines on set, and it just it doesn't sound right. He has, like, a thick accent. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> it's I, so I gotta, funny. I haven't heard that. I gotta, I gotta look at this. Oh, speaking they're of, so uh, funny. Speaking of <laughs> accents and, uh, and, and voice actors, I'm going to hit another little fun fact with Connor. So... In the original Empire, there was a different actor for Boba Fett that said the voice lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the guy in the suit. They just like let the guy in the suit do his thing, and mm-hmm. also have the f- three, four, voice lines that he has. Uh, and then once the prequels came out, in order to make it accurate with uh, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and Jango Fett, and all the clones. Because Boba Fett's a clone of Jango Fett. They went back, like, when they were redoing all the stuff, and they they dubbed over the voice with the actor of Jango Fett and all the clones. Mm-hmm. So that's why so he that's, has, that's he why like, he has, like, the, the thick Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's he's got the Australian accent. Like, they matched that really good in the prequels. I didn't think about the fact that it was the same voice actor yeah. and they just overdubbed it in the nineties when they added in all the other stuff. But that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yay and continuity. Just... Now now Ooh. this movie doesn't really have a lot of stuff that stands out as remastered as much yeah. as a new hope does. There's there a couple were, things there were, with ATATs. There weren't a lot of things. There's a couple things with ATATs. Uh it was minor stuff. Like very it was, minor it's, stuff. It stuck out like a like a sore thumb in the first one, but this one, it doesn't look like it's um, incredibly different from the original movie we got, which mm-hmm. was our big complaint in the last time. Yeah, but uh, I think we need to jump back on the, the back to the lightsaber. Back back to the lightsaber. This fight. awesome lightsaber. They're going, fight. and then there's the scene of them in the corridor where he's throwing all the stuff, and we see like how good Vader is with the Force, being able to just throw stuff. And just keep constantly um, hitting Luke, and and the reason he's doing this is to try to frustrate Luke and try to uh, try to get him to start using his anger and hatred. Mm-hmm. That's why he just keeps pegging him with with boxes and, and and different things that are in the corridor, and he eventually hits a window, and then Luke goes flying out and barely catches onto a rail. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is on the catwalk, yes. where they're they're fighting on the catwalk. He goes into the t- corridor, and and Darth Vader hits him with the ambush. And they're going, and and Luke is on the defensive because he's not that great of a Jedi yet, you know. And Darth Vader is like one of the best Force users like ever, you know. Yeah, he's like force the strongest and, ever, and one of the best. Some might like, say he was the chosen one. Uh, he <laughs> is the chosen one. I mean, I guess you're technically right. It was, uh, but it is what it is. Um, it is anyway. what it is. <laughs> anyway they go on Luke gets a hidden Luke hits mm-hmm. yeah Luke hits the uh, gets a hidden to it on his arm and he's like oh and he yells and then that's when that's when the uh, slicing of the hand comes off where he yep. goes and he slices the hand which is and... a common occurrence in George Lucas's Star Wars films and Marvel films yeah, but like, like Marvel, George Lucas Marvel. really had this thing for cutting hands off. I mean, come Mar- on now. Marvel did it because of Star Wars. Yeah, Marvel did it because of Empire. I know Kevin Feige has like this th- has like this love for um for Star Wars. So in pretty much every single Phase Two movie, somebody gets their arm cut off, mm-hmm. paying homage to the fact that Empire was the second movie in this trilogy, and that happens. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, fun fact. There we go. We got a fun fact with Joe. Cool. <laughs> hey, all my fun facts seem to have some type of Marvel tie-in, so <laughs> you know where my fandom lies. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, and then we get the reveal. And then we get the reveal. Probably that was, that was spoiled for you in Toy Story 2. <laughs> yes, it was spoiled for me in Toy Story 2. 
My Very dad cool, thought sir. that was Thank hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I can't imagine having that spoiled by Toy Story 2 because he saw this in theaters. And yes, I was like, it was spoiled by Zerg. Yeah, and I was like, by Zerg. And I was like, I was like, me and Peyton are about the same age. I was like, I probably saw Toy Story two before I saw Empire Strikes Back, also, but I just don't remember it as. You clearly. just didn't make the connection as a child. Yeah, I mean, I can say for certain that Peyton, I probably Peyton was saw a Toy big Story brain too. little kid. I yes, I was thinking, thinking way ahead. I remember big, big movie guy. I could not tell you the first time I watched this movie. Like, I guess with pop culture and everything, <laughs> that this uh this reveal has just been every literally everywhere. So I don't know. I guess it got spoiled for me at some point. I just it's, don't know when. I don't think that I I would go out on a limb and say ninety nine percent of the people that are gonna watch this movie for the first time for the remainder of like humanity as long as people are watching this movie i'd say 95 to 99 percent of people are already gonna have this reveal spoiled oh yeah like it's gonna be really tough to give people that same experience that people got in theaters back in you know 19 it was was it 79 80 it was right around there yeah but like pretty sure it was 83 wait was it that far after was it really five years after I thought it was only a few. And if you don't know what the no, it was nineteen eighty. My bad. That's what. And I if you don't know what the line is, it's no, I am your father. I realize we never mm-hmm. said it. And, yeah. Uh, the the reveal is that Luke is like Obi Wan told me that you killed him, and and Vader's like, Nah, I am your I am your father. Yeah, like, oh, you know. Oh. So so fun fact with Peyton. Okay. But I assume you guys already know this. The original line in the script was No, Obi Wan killed your father. And that's what everyone who had the script thought. There were only a couple people that knew that the line was actually, no, I am your father. James Earl Jones, who wasn't on set because he recorded his separately because he was a voice actor. Luke mm-hmm. was told right before he went on to film. Mm-hmm. George Lucas came up to Mark Hamill and said, um, the actual line is, I am your father. It's not Obi-Wan. So I want you to react accordingly. But I just want you to know that the actor who's there, the, the dude in the suit, is going to say Obi-Wan is your father. But that's not the actual line. So only James Earl Jones, George Lucas, a couple of the executive producers and editors and stuff, and Mark Hamill knew. It could was a Mark surprise. Hamill, like when, Mark Hamill for sure could have also just reacted to Obi-Wan killed your father like that. Yeah. And and when, when Carrie Fisher and, and Harrison Ford and all these other people go in to watch it, they were surprised too. Like, the majority of people that worked on this movie, they preserved that reveal for as many people as possible, which I think is just really cool that they kept it a secret from all of them. That's definitely not happening in today's... Yeah. You've got... Well, I mean, you've got movies like um, Infinity War and Endgame where they are only given their part of the script and they only know what happens in their sections of the movie where they're not given the whole thing. Like, um, a lot of what was it? A lot of them didn't know that there was like one, one thing that happens that most of them didn't even know. I can't remember anymore, but I saw it in an interview and they were like, yeah, I watched the movie and I was shocked. Oh, I it mean, was, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know you're talking. Is it in the end game? I, I think so. It could have been infinity war. I know that they didn't know spoiler I, alert for end game, but like a lot of them thought they were showing up for a wedding scene. When yeah. That's they what showed they told up everybody for, for yeah. Tony's. They told him that, but yeah. they knew what happened. But so like, it's really tough to keep those things a secret nowadays, you know? Yeah. But anyways, you got super iconic line. Um, and you got Luke, he falls off, falls down, you know, catches on the underneath of the city and sits there and does some uh, force Skype calling to Leia. That's also another nod to Leia being the other Skywalker. And then the other mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. One thing that I didn't really realize, cause I didn't remember this part of empire, but like in the sequels, which I've seen more recently than empire, there's a lot of this force FaceTiming that happens, you know, yeah. and kind of talking over the force phone or whatever you want to call it, where they're communicating through the force. 
that happens a lot in the sequels. And I liked seeing that this was established earlier. Like this wasn't something that was just thrown in because you don't really see it. uh, It's in the prequels, right? It's just not like, not very heavily. It's like barely. So like, yeah, I'm glad that it was established in these original ones. And it was just, I forgot that that was already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's not. It's yeah. definitely not used as much in the prequels because a lot of the times, like all the Jedi are like together in like their council mm-hmm. meetings and stuff like that anyway. So it's not really necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and that's that's kind of how it ends. They just well, I mean, they it ends with Luke getting a robot hand. Yeah, um, he, he gets a new hand. Chewie and Lando are going to find Han on Tatooine, which mm-hmm. Luke calls Tat something weird. He says something not Tatooine. He he is saying something a lot weirder. I like the way he pronounces it. I didn't notice it. that. I did. I don't know if that was me. Or I might have been just hearing things. It's fine. But. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. But. As, as Family Guy points out. Lando is straight up wearing Han's clothes. In, the, in that exiting sequence. Like. Has the vest, has the white shirt, and everything. <laughs> he just. I, well, I mean, I guess he didn't have any of his own clothes, so he had to commandeer huh? some clothes on the Falcon. What? Joe? Joe said something. Well, oh, I didn't. I said that. I didn't what pick did up say? on that. You didn't pick up oh, on yeah, that? Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Nah. And if, he... and if Solo gives us any indication to, and even in this movie, to how Lando perceives himself i'm sure he didn't like wearing han's clothes because he's very stylish <laughs> hey they might be lando's clothes for all we know because last time last time we knew lando owned this ship so they might just be like storage of lando's clothes <laughs> maybe han but might be wearing lando's clothes. Him for a hot minute maybe i don't know but that's yeah that's kind of how it ends there's that is how it ends. there's a lot that goes on it's like super good it's it's a really good it, movie it's I think it's important to point out how this movie ends more on there's definitely something else coming up. Yes, yes. it definitely like, sets there's a, up there's a 100% movie. another movie coming when yes. Yes. a new hope is conclusive in its own sense to where it could stand mm-hmm. by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is that's true is that this one is definitely setting up the next movie whereas a new hope was just like a standalone movie that could be expanded upon if it was successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one, they already knew they're like, we've got, this one's going to make so much money. We can keep doing these forever, you know, which, which they are. They, and they then are they doing did them forever. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, uh, that's a new hope. That um, is. I think, or not that's, a new hope. That's, that's, Empire. Empire, that's Strikes Empire. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That's Empire Strikes Back. Good work. Peyton. I think to, yeah, I think, I think to end it, <laughs> Uh, let's go back to the, the old question we used to ask all the time in season one. Who is your favorite character in this film in this specifically? Film. Okay. We're talking about Empire. Ooh. Let's start with you, Joe. Oh, good. Um, this is tough. I'd definitely say it's... For me, it'd be a toss-up of either Yoda or Lando because I just think it was really cool to see these new characters like come mm-hmm. in and be really well fleshed out for the run times that they have in these movie in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yoda provides so much like backstory and everything into the force and the ways of the Jedi and everything. And like also in a way leaves so much like ambiguous about the force because it's so undefined still, but Yoda's also really funny. He's got a lot of memes based off of his, crazy way that he talks and stuff like that in this movie so mm-hmm. i think i'm probably gonna go with yoda the there's the, there another meme is very good oh, so, so good boom that gets my vote what about you connor so i'm sitting here thinking it's it's a toss-up you know we got my man dak at the beginning classic <laughs> guy uh lobot also a just fire character uh you don't know who Lobot is, he's the guy with the with the little mechanical stuff in his like temple ears region. Uh on and he's Cloud bald. C- yeah, and he's bald on yeah. Cloud City. And the other one, the one and only Darth Vader, you know, all three classic Empire characters. When you think of the this movie, like that's that's the three that you think of. 
But I, I think those are not the three that I think of. I, I think of Yoda, Lando, and Darth Vader. Uh, hey, I got one. Uh, I got one right. Um, but but out of those guys, I, I definitely have to say Darth Vader is the best, hands down, mm-hmm. or at least my favorite. You know. Yeah. See, see, my favorite is different from both of y'all. It was someone who was actually in the other one well, uh, more than eight minutes. Well, okay, more than eight minutes. Uh, I really liked Leia in this movie. Okay. I really liked Carrie Fisher. She was hilarious. I think she is the funniest character in this whole movie, uh, which after the first one is not really what you're expecting because I didn't love her in the first one. She was good, you know, but she wasn't the most likable. Not all of them really weren't like, like Luke and Leia really weren't the most likable in the first one. Han was great in both of them, oh, yeah. you know, but, but Carrie Fisher did such a good job. She was so funny. I think Leia was just a really great character in, in this movie. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Like she I was think just so Le- funny. I think in a New Hope, Leia is like so just like mission oriented, and like mm-hmm. she's just trying to like get what needs to be done done, and get off of the Death Star, and then get the Death Star exploded, and that's like all she cares about. Mm-hmm. And then like in this one, she's got she's known Han for longer than an hour or something like that, or yeah. however long that movie takes to wrap up, and then she kind of starts clapping back at him a little bit because mm-hmm. Han's kind of annoying sometimes, but that's just kind of mm-hmm. the way he, his character is. And then she's gets kind of fed up with it, but then they're also flirty. So it is what it is. It is, it is what, what it is. is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's a, a good way to end this. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, you know, subscribe to us. Uh, at Instagram at, at the Act Four Podcast. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure we still have that form down. If you have a movie suggestion, we do. We do indeed. We're not gonna do it. We're probably not gonna do it this summer. But uh, you know, coming back into season three, maybe. Uh, but that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>